Bill's Pod Squad is brought to you by the New York Lottery. Play the new skee-ball scratch-off game and you could catch up to $60,000. You must be 18 years or older to purchase a lottery ticket. Coming up on this week's episode, Buffalo native and rap artist Benny the Butcher, who discussed his upbringing in western New York, his rise to fame, and how his mother played a big role in him being a Bills fan, is on today. Kim and I then go into our favorite concerts we've attended, and we'll dive into another edition of Ask the Owner. This week's Bills Pod Squad kicks off now. Welcome into Bill's Pod Squad, presented by the New York Lottery, a podcast about way more than the four quarters we see once a week. Maddie Glab and Bill's owner and president, Kim Pagula, here as your host. You guys, I am geeking out about our guest today. We have Buffalo hip-hop artist Benny the Butcher on today. He talks his career in the hip-hop industry, his love for the Buffalo Bills, and much more. But before we get to Benny, we've got to rehash this Week 7 win that the Buffalo Bills had themselves. The Bills beat the Jets. 18 to 10. They are now 5 and 2 on the season. Kim, it might not have been like the most gorgeous win. You know, we kicked a lot of field goals in the game, didn't get into the end zone for a touchdown. But hey, you get the job done. We were talking about it's a division game. These games are very important. Whatever happens, you just need to walk away with a win. And that was what they were able to do. No, that was definitely the conversation we had in in our owner's box during the game (laughs) is that, listen, I don't care if we win by one point, that it's the win that at the end of the day that matters. So, um, you know, I will let coach deal with kind of how the game was executed, but certainly, and it wasn't as bad as maybe some people no, have it thought. Wasn't. It was just a, a kind of a tale of two halves. And what I love about the way we um, the way we played is the fact that you know when we needed it the most, the defense came, showed up. Yes. So and and did their part. And sometimes you know what? Not all three components of the team align, right? Defense, office, your special teams. They don't always all align together in the moment during a game. And so when one is down, you need another one to kind of lift um, lift the others up. And certainly that's what happened today. And I think that's probably the thing that I'm taking away from it is how each part did their part when it was needed and more when it was mo- really, really needed. And I think we were waiting to see this defense like come alive. And they completely did that in the second half. They look like the defense that we remembered from last year, the top three defense that we had. And, and the defense that can be a top three defense again this year, I think they allowed four total yards of offense in the second half against the Jets. That is completely amazing. Jerry Hughes had himself a game in. And Leslie Frazier, to your point, the defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier said in media availability on Tuesday, he was explaining, you know, I kind of wanted our defense to be on the field to finish out the game because I think that confidence in finishing out a game, relying on your defense this season, that can help them momentum-wise moving forward into the coming weeks where we're playing some talented teams. And Tyler Bass, oh my gosh, welcome to the NFL as a rookie this year, <laughs> um, called upon to make the field goals. And listen, you know, that no matter uh, how long you've been in the league um, as a kicker, to be asked to kick that many field goals in one Doesn't game is is hard, <laughs> is, is very hard. And um, I think it's going to give him com- confidence going forward. Certainly, you know, we always talk about how 
you know, there's nothing like real live games. As, you can't practice yeah, for those, those, right? You can reps. kick as much as, you know, and I saw him kicking uh, during the warm-ups, and you can do as much of that as you can, but there's nothing takes away from the live experience of it. And certainly, he, 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 got, <laughs> he got baptized <laughs> he uh, got at that game. So definitely, yes. yeah. Six field goals made, ties a franchise record with Steve Christie, who also made six field goals against the Jets just way before That's Tyler right. Bass's Karma. time. So yeah. crazy that that happened, but we've got a top three this week. And oh, since we right. have an artist on, we're going to talk some music. Our top three is brought to you by Connors and Ferris. This week's game sponsor is also Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. So this week we're going to do top three concerts. Oh my goodness. Okay. Probably top tough to three. like nail down into three. But what do you got for your first oh, one? Okay. So are these in order or just kind of? I'm probably going to do this random. Let's just throw them out yes. there. Random. Okay. I think I'm going to do it random because I really don't know how to rank them. So I'm going to say, okay, I'll, I'll do it by kind of timing. Okay. Um, so the first concert I ever went to with Terry was a group, a country music uh, group called the Kentucky Headhunters, and okay. I don't think they really have any music out uh, in a while. I don't know if I've heard them. Um, in a while. Well, that's that's kind of the difference in our ages <laughs> is showing up here, Maddie. Uh, but it was, no. they were a group called the Kentucky Headhunters, and okay. the reason it was just, it was a fun concert, but of course, that was when I was dating back in the day. Ooh, so of course, la la. Um, that's a memorable one for, for me. So you can know how long ago that was. <laughs> but I'm going to say the first one is, you know, kind of is always was the this one in you Buffalo? remember. This was, it was somewhere in Western New York. Okay, I don't cool. think it was in Buffalo, though. Nice. So. All right. Uh, mine in no order, because this is hard to, to group as well, I think, has to be Blink-182. I know who that is. So, yeah. So I, I know who that is. <laughs> I went to a Blink-182 concert. It was, I'll, I'll date myself, not really date myself, but it was my senior year in high school. They came back together for their tour where they were, all going to play again going around the United States. And we heard that Blink-182 was coming back together for a final tour, at least during that time. And so we were like, we got to go to the Blink-182 concert. Um, went to it in Chicago, which is where I'm from. Sat out on the lawn with a bunch of my friends from high school. And it was so amazing. They played for a long time. They have some great songs. Uh, so really enjoyed that concert. It was, I think, my the second concert I had been to. I think my first one was a Brad Paisley concert. Okay. So. Blink-182 is my second. Okay. Really enjoyed it. I didn't even know they broke up and came back together. <laughs> they'll, like, take time and not do anything. They just put out some new music, and then they'll come back together. Yeah. They, they've, they've been a band that's been around for a long time, so... I will say probably uh, my next one I'm going to say is the Rolling Stones concert here Ooh. in Buffalo at the stadium. Uh, you know, the thing that I, I wasn't always just a huge Rolling Stones fan, um, you know, just know the obvious kind of popular hits. But what I remember about that game is how people of my generation and my age were freaking out. <laughs> and acting like they were 18 years old <laughs> during the concert. It was, it was hilarious. Um, it was just, it was great. I mean, that place was packed out. Um, it was just a fun atmosphere. And like I said, and just fun to see all these middle-aged uh, <laughs> women and men uh, of all different professions um, acting like they were back in, in high school again. So oh a lot, lot of uh, fun memories there. Some images I, I, I don't want to remember, but, <laughs> but that are still there. That does sound like a fun time. Uh, my number two is I saw Outcast 
uh, in 2014, oh, I want to yeah, say. They were, they were fun. This they is, like, had crazy, there's a group of them, right? Yes. They had, like, so they hadn't performed in 20 years, and that was the first concert they had done together in 20 years. It was at Coachella. Uh, so I went to that music festival. You went to Coachella? I did really? go to Coachella. I want to say I went to Coachella when it was still cool because now it's just like a bunch of younger people running amok and with no parents. But that lineup that year in 2014 was a really great lineup. I think it was one of their best in the last 10 years, I want to say. So Outcast was one of the headliners. It was a lot of fun. We camped. We did the whole thing. It was my senior year in college. And so I pretty much took mm. two weeks off of school. <laughs> I did Coachella. And then I went to Mexico for spring break. And it was just like, see you classes. <laughs> but it, it was it was a great time. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Uh, there was a dust storm during Coachella that year. And we forgot to close our tent. So we came home from uh, the night of concerts and we had like an inch of dust in our tent that night so I like slept in dirt and felt disgusting but you know what that's just Coachella so okay. it was worth it to see Outcast because they were great. Well fun I know I've, I've heard of Coachella I, my younger self wishes I was you know young to be able to do those kind of fun <laughs> things but I never got the experience I, I had aged out of Coachella a long long time ago so you, you come um, along just <laughs> well well now I'm probably going to get to my last one it's probably going to be I'm going to say Elton John here Ooh. at Key Bank Center because we were told it was his last and final tour which I didn't realize he was like going to do the whole tour like twice so it really wasn't <laughs> his last um but just you know just a music legend um, just, you know, some of his songs, just standards across all genres and, and time. Mm -hmm. um, how can you just, especially if it's his last performance, like, how could you not just go if you're able to? So I'm going to say that was kind of my last one. And just amazing to see somebody, you know, listen, you know, no offense to you, Maddie, but I hope when I'm in my 80s, I'm not doing this podcast still. So <laughs> Come on, I can. Kim, I thought we were going to start so this I'm this sorry, year and, and go sorry. on forever, um, you and I. But to see someone who uh, has the, the music and the influence he's had and still performing, like year after year, still doing something, I mean, you know the passion and the love that he has um, because you, you just, to be able to keep doing that, performing and singing and just it's crazy at, at that age um i i'm was truly amazed by and it. like we heard from benny uh which we'll get to with his interview soon it's a lot of work to be in the music industry and to be elton john you think maybe you just would like want to be on a beach retired not <laughs> yeah. having to worry about create creating music or singing some of your old songs and, and touring the country uh over and over again i'm sure it's fun it sounds like he's very passionate about it of course because he's still doing it Yep, that's, so that would be my third one. All right, my What's third yours? one is J. Cole. So I saw J. Okay. Cole a uh, couple, three or four years ago, I want to say, at Lollapalooza. So it was my second music festival that I had been to. I've only done Coachella and Lollapalooza. would like to check some more off the list, but I kind of feel like I'm also getting too old to <laughs> go to um, festivals like that. But Lollapalooza is in Chicago, so it's really cool. It's like set in downtown Chicago. So it was awesome to see J. Cole, a headliner at night. You have the skyline of Chicago that's lit up. He came out in a Michael Jordan jersey. Uh, I think he's one of my favorite hip-hop artists to listen to. We got a really great uh, seat in the house. Of course, we were standing, so we had to arrive like two hours early and wait, but he was a lot of fun to see. We also saw Red Hot Chili Peppers, who... Red who was one of the headliners for 
uh, Lollapalooza that year too. So I've I've seen some good concerts, and, and the festivals have have provided that. It is it, you get your bang for your buck. You get, get to see a lot of people. Well, we're not we're not experiencing it now during this pandemic, but Buffalo has always been such a great place uh, for acts to come in. Um, some great concerts throughout here, and and Buffalo. Fan base has always been really supportive of the music industry. Um, so there's, the, I've got to see a lot of concerts uh, in the last several years. So that's one thing that I've really been looking forward to, and I haven't been yeah. able to see anybody here yet because of COVID. So hopefully COVID can just wrap wrap it up, and we can move on with going that's to concerts right. and things like that because I do love going to yeah, concerts. I think Justin Bieber was supposed to be here. Yeah, that uh, was one year. that I had he still, circled on. He still on. has it on uh, the schedule, I think, for the following fall. So. Yes, let's hope we get back to that music. Just um, it's just such a, a big part of our lives, just like sports is. So totally um, want to get back at it. 100%. The Buffalo okay. Bills are proud to partner with National Grid in promoting the Safety First initiative, where every time a Bills safety makes a tackle at home, National Grid will donate $50 to the 100 Club of Buffalo in support of first responders and their families. National Grid reminds you to put safety first in your home with this easy tip. If you come across a down power line, keep everyone away and report it immediately to your power company. All right, here's our interview with the guy who has a new album out. It's Burden of Proof, the Buffalo guy. His name is Benny the Butcher. Benny, we are so pumped to have you on here today to talk about your new album, Being From Buffalo, your come up in the hip hop industry and more. But first, I want to start with your new album that's out, Burden of Proof. It's out now. So if you haven't listened, people who are listening to our podcast, you need to listen to it because this album is so good. I've had it on the repeat the last two weeks. I think a few faves for me are Thank God I Made It, Famous, and Timeless. But I think every song you can really bump to, and that's what I've been waiting for this year for music, is that one album to come out where songs one through the end you can listen to them all and I think Burden of Proof is that for me so I'm excited to have you on because I absolutely love this album so I want to ask you about it what story do you think it tells what what does it say about a kid from Buffalo who's making it in the hip-hop world uh thank you first of all a second I just think that it tells you that uh you know no matter what keep trying and keep pushing and keep uh, keep going because, you know, you didn't cross the finish line yet. As long as you're waking up every day in the morning, you, you never cross the finish line and you're still capable of doing everything. And and it's a lot of times I had to prove that to myself. And, and I think it's dope that I, I put together a piece of work that I could show that to the world and inspire people because that's what it's really about. I'm, I was just inspired off my own situation to be able to be in a predicament that I'm in. So I just want to, uh, I kind of wanted to uh, pass it forward and just give people good game and instruction and, and like on what I did to stay down. So it's all about, like you said, it's all about the, the hard work, the grit, you know what I'm saying? That I, that got me here. You know, we're not a, this is, I'm Buffalo is not a place with the big flashy light. So it's all about hard work and my hard work, like shine through everything. Well, Benny, you know, you talk about, you know, how you got to where you are now with the new album, but um, take us back to when you first started. Did you always want to be a rapper? Were you? Is this something? Did you have different dreams, or how did you get into the music business uh, in the beginning? Uh, man, going back, well, Westside Gun and Conway, uh, those are my cousins, and they always was in a, uh, was into rapping. And I'm a few years younger than them, so I kind of like had to like sneak and try to do what they did. They used to try to keep me out, but I kind of like forced my way on them, and they made me a part of it. And uh, I kind of realized as I got like 
15, 16, 17, I kind of realized like, yo, I'm, I'm like better than average. I'm, I'm good at this. So I always wanted to do it. My father was a big hip hop fan. He was a DJ. He had used to have a, a turntable set up in a, a kitchen. So this, I, I kind of feel like I always wanted to be a rapper since day one. And I just got in by, uh, you know, West Side Gun sign. I always used to do things for the radio station. I did shows, but professionally I got in West Side Gun signed a deal with Shady Records. And then I signed with Griselda Records and then just even I played the background, but, you know, worked hard through everything and grinded my way to the front. You know what I'm saying? So just shout out West Side Gun because he signed that deal and then he brought me in. I think it's so cool that that this is in the family for you. It started off with with Westside Gun and Conway the Machine, your your cousins, and, and you guys all working on this together. The album Burden of Proof is produced by Hit Boy, who who's a big name in the rap industry right now. I mean, producing for Nas, he's had a big year, uh, a year that yeah. that you could go and call him one of one of the producers of the year. And this album features so many big names, Benny. I mean, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Big Sean, Freddie Gibbs, Don Don. Kendi, you can go on and on. What is what is all these names say about where you're at in your career right now? To be able to pull these names and put them on an album like this, and and decide to you know right now let's let's get these names, let's call these guys, uh, and be able to to produce something with several names. Uh, it's just it's just me getting my chance to uh to shine amongst the other stars. You know what I'm saying? Uh. To, to, to be in a position where I worked with all the, the people who I grew up with locally. Now I'm at this this high platform and, and guys like Rick Ross, uh, Freddie Gibbs and Dom Kennedy, Queen Nigel, Lil Wayne, Big Sean. It's like those are like my new colleagues now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, I meet these guys and passing through studios and I see these people all the time. So it's like, yo, let's I'm fans of theirs. They're fans of mine. It's like, yo, let's collab. Let's put something together. And you know what I mean? It just came out great. And I'm just thankful to even, I'm just really just still happy to be here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. So well, it's just Maddie good to work I, with those zoos. Maddie and I were talking earlier and I, I mean, I can barely rhyme and that's about it. So I have no skill set <laughs> whatsoever. You, you completely beat me on that. But I do know, you know, um, as you know, as you go through and you write your writer, your lyrics, like how do you decide what you're going to, rap about like where where do you find that inspiration mm, see as a writer i found that found out that uh uh i want to be a writer that pulls emotion from the reader i want to evoke emotion in the things that i say so that's why i talk about being on tour with a with a big rap group but still living in the projects that's why i always revert back to my past how things were before i was here and, uh, you know, I just try to pull emotion from my listener. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of dudes is into the party music. And I love the party music. I listen to it all the time. But I'm I'm speaking more on, like, issues that's going on in the world and, you know, speaking for, like, people, a lot of people who don't have a voice, who don't have the platform. So I'm just trying to speak real things and tell stories about my daughters and speak as a father and speak as a, as a, a son, as a brother. Cause you know, a lot of people can relate to that. And you know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like that's kind of like my cheat code. Cause a lot of people can relate to that. So I use like the real stuff a lot. I think that's really cool because I feel like 
hip-hop artists and rappers now that we're seeing today who, who are on the come up in this industry and busting on the scene they're they're a one-hit wonder they're those guys who put those songs together and and the lyrics don't necessarily hold that much weight and they're making it off of a beat that's really catchy for you the lyrics hold a lot of weight you have a sound that's hard it has a lot of energy it's old school it's grungy how do you feel like that sound kind of represents buffalo uh man just how you said it, it's just like uh the grunginess of it uh, but still it has a, a beauty in it that only a certain type of people can enjoy you know a lot of people come from the big cities and and they don't and they don't see that the gym that buffalo is but you know people from from cities like ours who who's not who's not as big as the giant cities they come and they love buffalo because they can see the beauty of it and they almost wish they were from buffalo like all my friends coming from around the road they like yo when you taking me to buffalo again i'm like man just chill it's cold there right now <laughs> but it's like i think the uh the, there's there's like the rolls out the concrete there's always beauty and and like the ugliness and the gritty dirt of something you know what i'm saying and i feel like my flow represents the city in that way you know what i mean nobody ever feel like a guy a 35 year old guy my age could make it to high as the billboard charts as i did from buffalo nobody ever a rapper never did it from buffalo so it's like it's beauty in, in the things that i'm saying and i'm just happy that people could find it benny i'm not sure if you know but i own a music label myself my husband and i do mm. um but it's it's in nashville and it's in country music so a little bit different mm -hmm. genre uh, than where you're from, but I know how hard it is, um, one, as, as a musician, as a rapper, as an artist, to make it, mm -hmm. even on the billboard, to make it. Um, there are so many, so many artists out there with great talent who just, um, like you said, what, whether they're not working enough or whether they don't believe themselves in themselves enough, right. but it, it is hard. So congratulations, you on, uh, congratulations on that, just even just kind of being in the music industry with all the the people that you've met, but also you, right. you also have your own label. Is that correct? Yes, I do. I signed a, a label deal, uh, BSF black soprano family with E one. Uh, and I love entertainment one, you know, they a TV company too. Sean Allen, Abe over there. And those guys helping me, you know what I'm saying? Bring my dream to life. And, uh, I, I signed a talent from Buffalo. I'm also looking for more talent and, you know, I just love it. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's hard, though. I'm not going to lie. It is, it's hard. it is hard. Believe me. Yes. No matter it's what hard. genre you're in, it's um, uh, owning a music label is not easy, but uh, very rewarding. Tough. So that's that's uh, that's great to hear you kind of not only as an artist, but then you're getting into the business of music and then helping others. Like it seems like um, that, you know, especially since you were inspired by others, you're kind of paying it forward uh, with uh, signing new yeah. artists. I, I don't know. Are you going to be? You got anything no, for us, no, Maddie? I don't, I don't got anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm an avid listener. I love to listen. I love to consume music, specifically in the hip-hop industry. I think what people are putting out is so cool. I love a story behind an artist. And, Benny, I think your story is, is so cool. Just seeing where you're at like you said you're, you're 35 but you still have so much left in the tank and i think griselda does too they're really bursting onto the scene right now in in the music industry and i think it's awesome that you guys are in your 30s i mean you look at the projects you've produced and you guys have been releasing stuff since like the mid 2000s it's not like yes, hey we yes. just started to like make music two years ago no you guys have been in this for so many years and i think it says so much about your work ethic um 
your hard work it's it's not a glamorous industry by 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 any means i mean you have to grind to be able to get where you guys have gotten to and it's awesome to see the success that you're starting to have i want to point to a lyric that you have in one of your songs you say i never think i'd make it out of the hood i don't feel how i thought it would because i don't feel famous what can you say mm -hmm. just about that mindset that work ethic that you've truly had to to have to burst onto this scene in the last few years really seeing it now with this album uh being griselda's highest charting billboard 200 debut uh just like almost have to have blinders on because there's so much going on around me and there's so much people dependent on me that i just had to put blinders on and, and, and had to work through a lot of things and had to you know had to i had to build my team together and and really i was just <clears throat> the determination that was big for me the determination especially when i see things happening around happening around me i see people doing great in the music industry around me and i have access to those guys to get advice and and have conversations with those guys i pick all of their brains like my music industry friends they probably sick of me because i call their phones <laughs> i ask them a thousand questions all the time uh just you know just using that around me but really just the the determination you know what i'm saying it's like people People didn't understand like how I was in the studio every night, three, four in the morning, and but still wasn't getting paid at that point yet. And I just had to tell people like, of course, like you're putting in the hard work now, so you can get paid. People think like being a rapper is hitting the lottery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's not like that. It's like so much work to be done. Even now, for me to hit the Billboard charts where I hit number 27, now everybody's looking. Now we even got three times more work that we got to do because now we chase the number one now. <laughs> so it's always new goals to chase and that determination and that fire in your stomach is going to be as a rapper, as an artist is going to be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? You just got to feed and just be relentless and you got to, you know, you can't let everybody else make the decisions for you. It's just, it's, it's really tricky, man. You got to be hungry. It's tricky. I'm not going to lie. Well, Benny, it kind of sounds like, um, you know, you're talking about an athlete. You yeah. kind of sounds like, you know, if, if, uh, the hip hop world and your team was, you know, uh, was a football team, you would be the quarterback from some of the mm -hmm. attributes that you just talked about, uh, some of the same things that we see in our players, uh, especially, you know, Josh as, as our quarterback leading that team. Um, how did you become a Buffalo Bills fan besides the obvious of you being from Buffalo? But what is it about the team that just kind of um, endeared you for life? Uh, basically, well, I, I became a fan from my mom. My mom was just so serious about it when moms, I was a kid. Moms are the best. <laughs> <laughs> she was just so serious about it as a kid, and I realized, you know, this was something serious. But uh, going back in the day, uh, you know, to the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl runs with Thurman Thomas and and Steve Tasker and Jim Kelly and. Daryl Talley, all of those guys, that was inspirational. You know, the, you know that that put the city on on a high horse. And even even to the days of Doug Flutie, you know what I'm saying, with the the Flutie flakes and just just everything that that like the team just give the city so much hope. And I remember, uh, I remember, uh, man, the guys coming to my school. You know, what I mean, like when I'm in seventh grade, and I was that was just so crazy, and. Uh, I remember taking my mom going to the first game with me and my mom and just she the one made me a fan and just we just had the stands. It was when when we beat Green Bay a couple of years ago, man. But the weather was terrible and it was a real game. It was a real perfect game to take my mom to because we didn't want to go to a game where the sun was shining. We wanted we wanted the elements. It was a, we wanted to go to a real Buffalo Bills game. And 
And just those guys are so inspirational. You know what I'm saying? My favorite player of the team right now is it got to be Deion Dawkins. Like his <laughs> character is so big. You know what I'm saying? That guy is, I just find myself, and it's crazy because he's a lineman. Like I would really watch the game and be paying attention to him because he just be tossing people around. And I just love that. And Josh Allen, I can tell like he's like a, he's different. He's alien. Like he got balls of steel. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so much that you got to do just to be a football player. I don't know how them guys do it. They are <laughs> giants. I don't know how they do it. Did you ever, did you ever play football when you were younger? Did you ever uh, aspire to to be a player someday instead of rapping? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. I definitely okay. used. I used to play for the uh, the uh, the Bengals. That's a local team in Buffalo. Uh, man, I I wanted to be, but I'm not big enough. I don't. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not there. I would hate. I would hate to have somebody like Tre'Davious White trying to tackle me. Somebody like that. I can't. I'm too small. What is it like to to be from a city that has an NFL team that's also on the rise like your career is? I mean, they're five and two right now. Do you do you connect with any of those guys on social media, on Instagram, text back and forth? I think that's pretty cool to to have a football team and an artist like yourself. I, I feel like there has to be some connection there. Definitely, definitely. You know, uh, Dion is my favorite player because I got to know him as a friend in his character. So I know the man behind the jersey, uh, Cody Ford. Uh, I like live next. I live next door, like down the hall from a Bills player. And then I just be wanting to just knock on his door and talk football. But I'm like, that'd be <laughs> creepy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, man, a lot of these guys, man. Uh, I never met Micah Hyde, man. I I'm a big fan of his, but. I'm just a fan. Like, I want to meet all of those guys. I think Sean McDermott is doing a great job. Even uh, – I'm, I'm sorry I'm about to fan out for two seconds. Like, the, <laughs> Go for Ms. it. Kim, like, even with y'all okay. done, like, you know, as a person being from the city, like, we can't thank you enough for coming in and, and you guys buying the team and, and doing what y'all did with the team. It's like we, we can't repay you enough for things like that. So we're grateful. Well, thank you. And we love having people like you representing Buffalo and, and our community out there because not, like you said, not everybody has the same understanding of what Buffalo is really about. Yeah. And um, people like you, right. Benny, that go out there outside of the Western New York walls and represents the city the way you do. Um, it's just it's great to see. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we got to talk about this Bills Mafia merch that that Kim and Benny are rocking today. Yeah, they guess, they must I, I have called it, each other it, this morning and told we, we me did, we coordinated. Didn't, didn't, although, didn't include me in the although I didn't situation. get the accessory. I don't I didn't get the accessory. You need that, yourself that, that a Benny chain. Has the, the gold chain there. <laughs> so. Benny, what do you think of it? So I, so Bills. The Bills have collabed with Bills Mafia to create some awesome merch, and I'm sure many other things on the horizon. But you have your hands on some of that gear. You're repping one of the long sleeves right now. I guess, mm -hmm. what do you think of that collab and some of the merch that they've dropped through that Bills Mafia? Man, I love it. It's so dope. Like, the stitching on it, the feel of it, the, you know, the varsity feel. All of this is quality material, and it feels good, and it's, and it's nice and it's like sticks to my body and the, the, it's just comfortable and I love it. I mean, I got sent other stuff in the closet and I just think it's dope because Bill's Mafia, like whoever came up with that is a genius. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I just love dope. it that the, the team came together with the fans to put something together and that's just dope. Nice quality material.
Well, like you talk about, we talk about Bill's Mafia really means family, and you, of course, Benny, are part of this big family. So um, we, we love that you're representing us uh, in the Bill's Mafia and wearing the clothing, um, like just like I am. And Maddie, we need to get you some. I know. I got I got to get some. Maybe next episode, I'll rock some. We can have Benny on again next episode. Right. You can just be a reoccurring I'm coming, guest. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm, right. doing, I'm doing Jalen and Jacoby uh, like tomorrow, and I'm going to be oh, talking awesome. heavy Buffalo Bills talk. Heavy Heck Buffalo yeah. Bills talk. Heck yeah. I need to. I'm not gonna lie. I need to stop. I be in the Facebook Bills Mafia group chats talking and everything. I, need, <laughs> I really just need to take a break. <laughs> That's so great to hear. Just how big of a fan you are of this team, and and just with the success that you've had in the hip hop industry, I want to ask you something that's really been on a lot of our minds here in 2020. Uh, we've seen the NFL in several different professional leagues this year actively play a part to help end racial injustices that we see in this country every single day. The rap game, the hip hop industry has always played a part in this. Your lyrics tell a story of the injustices that you faced uh, as a black man in this world. What do you think about the big leagues finally starting to put their foot down and helping a cause that needs everyone's support to stop it? Man, I think I think it's I think it's dope. I think it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it gives it, it makes me feel together. And I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but I could say together. That's how I feel. When you see the guys in the NBA wearing the, the signs on their on their jersey, and and you can go to the NFL, you, you see the NFL games, you see the things on the sideline, you know, it just make us makes us feel together. It just changes the narrative, you know, that that was set. You know, what I'm saying that you know a lot of us didn't put here, but we faced the deal with it. So just togetherness, and that's just the point of a point of everything anyway. Just more togetherness. So I like it. Well, thank you, Benny. We really appreciate the time that you've been with us. Um, I am certainly, I did not listen to your new album yet, but I certainly She's will, especially now that I've met the man behind mm -hmm. the music. Um, I'm sure my kids are going to actually be jealous, So, but I do appreciate <laughs> a good lyric. I do appreciate meaning behind the words, Yeah. and we thank you so much for representing Bill's Mafia, for representing our community and the rap world. Benny, before we close out, I got to ask you, you got anything on the horizon? I hear there's a collab oh. with Drake uh, coming soon. Is that something we can expect? What can our Buffalo listeners expect from you uh, here in the future? I know you just dropped an awesome album, so so we can listen to that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. But, but what, what's next for you right now? Yeah, definitely new music uh, coming up. And I definitely sent in something for Drake's album, and he sent Ooh. in something for mine. So... Hopefully, you know, what I'm saying we, you know, this industry is crazy, but hopefully we get to put these records out because they're dope records. And, you know, he's from Toronto and it's still like a, a greater Niagara thing. And I want to put that record out and, and the people going to love it. It's, it's dope records. And he's announcing his playlist soon. So maybe we'll see Benny the Butcher on it. And I made his album because he's definitely making my next project. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. That well, thank would be you guys. amazing. I'll, always I'll be working. Looking forward like to you it. said, always working. So great, great to see. Benny, thank you so much for the time. An awesome conversation. Can't wait for everybody to hear what you had to say. And we are, we will have you back, Benny. I, I know. I like, I I like this partnership I do. Here. I do. It's part of the family. So I'm coming we back. We got to have, have, have one matching gear again. I'm coming right. back. Heck yeah. Okay. After COVID's over, you got to get yourself wait. over to the facility too. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, right. We'll I got that you. nice set up there. I like that set. I'm coming. Yeah, you, you can you can lay some tracks down from in here. How does that sound? I don't know if this is the best recording studio. I mean, I'm sure you've got way better, but come on over to a One Bills Drive and, and hang out on this set. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear a Bills rap about, about the Bills, at, you know, at some point. 
So maybe working next time. That. I'm working right. on that. Okay. That's All a right. good idea. Next time. That's a I good love idea. It. Okay. See, Thank you, you Betty. See, you said you're on the label. You came up with a good idea. That's a good <laughs> okay. idea right there. <laughs> next thing you know, Loading. we're going to have Kim featuring on one of your next songs. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely know that's not going to happen. So. <laughs> Well, thank you, Benny. It was such an enjoyable time uh, spending with you. Thanks, All Benny. right. Thank you, ladies. See ya. Bye. Yeah. The New York Lottery is giving away $50 worth of the new limited edition New York Series scratch-off tickets with a chance to win up to $1 million to one of our lucky listeners each week. Visit buffalobills.com slash New York Lottery or click on the link in the podcast description to enter now. Okay, Kim, we have a fan question. All right, we hit me. surveyed our fans, wanted to see if they had any questions for you this week, and we did get one pretty interesting one from Anthony Riscati. He wanted to know from a Bills financial perspective, what are some unique revenue streams uh, that come through the Bills? And I feel like just revenue streams in general, just like with NFL, I feel like as a fan, even I just get confused or really just don't know like, okay, you, you kind of know how money is right. made, but I feel like with an NFL team, there's several different revenue streams, things you can lean on, and of course, things that you probably can't lean on this year with right. COVID, well, unfortunately. Well, there's yeah, many things we can't lean on this year uh, with COVID, but in a typical year, you know, obviously everyone thinks about, obviously, ticket sales, mm -hmm. right? Ticket sales, the obvious, and the broadcast rights, you know, is the obvious. I would say one thing, though, that each market, you know, locally uh, can do, but one of the things, did you know that we are available, our facility is available for weddings Ooh. and special events. Hey and actually, it is, it is very popular. So we have had, I know we, last year we had that, the wedding yes, like on the at field half at halftime. That was um, yeah, that was just like, that, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, that was so much fun. But we do, uh, we do have our events is one of the ways that we um, utilize for a revenue stream. Um, events from everything from weddings to birthdays to just uh, meeting space. Um, trying to utilize the facility beyond just the Sunday game um, is another way to do it. And we did the the club, um, we did the clubs at Duntire Club uh, last, I'm sorry, probably almost three years ago, mm -hmm. maybe now. Uh, we did a major renovation in them to help, you know, utilize uh, that that space for other events uh, throughout the throughout the year. So um, we also, you know, ran out. We've rented out before the. Um, the training center, so the Adpro training center. We've rented out been RV shows and, you know, teams, um, some sports teams, um, high school teams have used it to rent out yep. for pract indoor practices. Uh, so, you know, hey, I am up for renting out my office. I don't know what it's going <laughs> to fetch, but maybe, you know, maybe like without any ticket sales or things like Call that this year, I'm going to be office. like, hey, you know, come in. If you're tired of working from home, you can come in, rent out my office, new revenue stream. I don't know. I, I'm gonna, Work out of Kim Miller's <laughs> office for a day. I'm sure people would. That sounds quite interesting. Kim, you have a really nice office. So um, I'll be the first person on that okay. list. Uh, I will pay you in high fives. Okay. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it. I, I'm in need of some high fives lately, so I'm good. So this week, week eight, playing against the Patriots, we've heard Coach McDermott say, and, and all the players and all the coaches, you know, in their mind, and rightfully so, it's just another week, it's just another opponent, but man, there is something that has already got me really excited and hyped to play the Patriots this week. It's another division game. It's a game in which we haven't beaten this this opponent since 2016. Sean McDermott hasn't gotten a win yet against the Patriots. So there's there's a lot of things on the line here that I really think could happen against 
the Patriots right now just because of the state that they're in. They're two and four. Uh, Cam Newton has struggled the last couple games. What do you think about this matchup? Are you as excited uh, as me with, with what could be here? Oh, no, definitely. Listen, having to play the Patriots twice every year, um, getting the results that we, ha we have had even before, you know, we've, uh, before we even uh, bought the team, um, knowing that kind of, you know, was kind of on everybody's uh, back having to deal with. Um, so it, it's always fun. I mean, fans uh, used to come out, and this was one of the highlighted games, just to, mm -hmm. just to be at the game that you beat the Patriots. I mean, that's just like on people's bucket list, right, uh, these days. Yes. But like you said, now, just like, just like everything, um, you know, things, seasons turn, and now this is a different team, um, but it still doesn't matter who the quarterback <laughs> is or who's not, who the quarterback isn't. Um, just the fact this is a division team and a team that has kind of had your number for so many years, I will be happy to, uh, to get the W from them any which way um, we can. So um, it's just, it, this was the first game when Terry and I bought the team and our first home game, it was against the Patriots. So, um, so this has, you know, some, some meaning for us as well. This has a star <laughs> next to it. And of course, there's no Tom Brady on this Patriots team. And they look a lot different on defense. They had quite a few opt-outs because of COVID, um, but even saying that, Bill Belichick is still going to scheme up a good game against the Bills. Of course. And, of course, <laughs> you know, coach is right and the players are right to think that mindset because it is not easy. There should be no assumption of, of wins no matter what a team's record is. And so they, they need to do, to do that, focus on, on, on the W, focus on what they need to do to beat uh, Belichick and, and the Patriots. Um, but as a fan... I, I'm all Let's in. Go. I'm all in for any gloating or any just yeah. like you know uh, trash talking over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 happy happy to do that. Speaking of trash talking, uh, from an owner's perspective, you know, I feel like the Bills and Patriots, it's like, okay, let's beat this team. We haven't beat this team in a while. Let's get a good win against them because even the last time we beat the Patriots, it wasn't really a true win because Tom Brady wasn't playing in that game. But now it's without Tom Brady. But we can still we can still get a good win against this team. So what's your relationship? Was, was that last one? wasn't at home, though, was it? It was in 2016. I don't think yeah, it was, I don't was think, at I home. Think it was I'm away. not positive, Yeah, so though. this would be a home game. But what's oh, your no, relationship yeah. like yeah. with, with the Crafts? Is, is it as uh, is it like a relationship like the fans have with the Patriots? I would assume it's a lot better <laughs> than that. <laughs> no, yes, yes. As owners, we, we are much more civil. So, um, and I usually, you know, I like I said, he, he always comes to the game. He lands um, in his helicopter and we're gracious <laughs> to allow him to uh, kind of land close, close to the stadium. He's, he's done that ever since we were here. But like I said, he was one of the owners that Terry and I talked to before we were voted um, to be uh, the new owners of the Bills. He was on the committee and we went around and I, one of the, my, my favorite memories is that, so Terry and I, we're not the owners yet. We're in the, the bidding. Uh, we have won the bid, but you know, had to go through the NFL kind of you know, uh, guidelines uh, for ownership. And so we went, we drove, we drove there and we met um, Bob Kraft uh, at their stadium, at his offices. And at that time we had our dog. So our dog, Sydney, who's no longer here with us, but and I remember just, it was a hot day. So we're like, we can't leave him in the car. Mm -hmm. And so we're like to the secretary, like, are we, can we bring our dog with us? Right. And I just remember going up there in the office door and, and Bob's sitting there like, 
oh, you brought your dog, like just like out of the blue. They probably never had a dog in the office. I don't know. But he probably thought we were kind of nuts. Like, okay, wait, like, this who is are the these new Pagulas. Yes, they were these people. Like they the wanted the owners. So but he was like I said, he was very gracious to us and, and uh really made us feel welcomed, at least off the field. Um, and he's, you know, he has a son, Jonathan, who also is very uh, big part of, of the team operations. And, you know, I, I just love, you know, those family dynamics, the clubs, That's what I always love about the NFL, the clubs having families. So you can see, certainly see that um, in their organization. So um, I do have some, some fond memories uh, of Bob, like I said, off the field. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, yeah, I feel like the sport in general uh, from team to team is is a family in a lot of different ways. There's so much crossover in this league with coaches who have coached yep. together and players who have played together, where, whether that's collegiately or on the same team in the NFL. And, and it's nice to hear that from an owner's perspective. Um, a lot of these ownerships are as a family and you have kids that are in the business um, or it's been handed down through a family member and just the fact that you guys are, are able to to you know keep up with each other in, in some perspective you know when you meet together um, once a year but also just playing against the team it's nice to be able to to catch up here and there I'm sure well and and you have to respect what they've done in, in you know um, in the league I mean the amount of Super Bowls and championships and, and the records they've all broken, whether it's, you know, divisional uh, championships, like they um, certainly have left a mark, the whole organization um, on the NFL. And that that's going to be really, really hard to beat. Uh, so there is a, a healthy dose of respect for what they've done um, throughout uh, the ownership that he, that he's had. Well, I think they're going to hopefully respect the Bills after <laughs> this game and, and how far this team has come uh, from Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean entering one Bills drive and, and completely, and, and you, Kim mm. and Terry, just changing the culture here for the better, bringing the right people in, bringing the right players in. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Well, yes, and I do think that continuity, right, as we've seen, I think that is something that, um, you know, I think people recognize, but even more so this year when it's not there, mm -hmm. how much of, of, of that was um, so important to their success. The, the relationship between coaching and the quarterback and the ownership and just kind of as, as that team, how long they've been together, how much knowledge they know about each other, the relationship they have with each other. Uh, certainly that uh, was a big part of their success. Yeah, that is so true. Well, I think yeah. that does it for this week's episode right. of Bill's Pod Squad. Kim, it was so great to have Benny the Butcher on. He is such an inspiration, I think, just looking you were at the story. Out. You were and geeking how, out. Yes, <laughs> I, I love hip-hop music. I was like... So excited to have him on. I haven't been that pumped to interview well, someone in a, in a while. He was so excited to be on as well. So, I, you know, I just, it, it was great to have someone who represents Buffalo. And like I said, just so many commonalities between the, his experiences, what we feel Buffalo is all about, um, and then having someone at that top of the game in, in the rap world um, representing Buffalo is, is awesome to see it. That's I love so it. cool. It makes I you proud it. of the city. It makes you proud of Buffalo. It's, it's really great. Good for Benning the Butcher. Burden of Proof is out right now. Kim and I are going to leave you guys, but thanks for tuning in to Bill's Pod Squad. Don't forget to tune in next week because we'll continue to have some really cool different guests on this podcast. It's been fun so far. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kim.